Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1, and today I'm 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hay Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? You know, not too shabby. Kind of bummed that there was no World Series because yeah. we could have used some some kind of game that was a little bit more exciting. Rain although the Clipper, out. yeah, although the Clipper game wasn't wasn't horrible, so it was. It was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, same old problem with the Clippers. This is what we talked about yesterday. Like, if Paul George doesn't score forty points, he lose every game right now. No one else can score. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the issue with the Clippers right now as you look at them. By the way, I mean, not a must-win game. I, I saw our uh, the reporting Tribune's Joey Lynn saying this is crazy to call it a must-win game. But again, you know, five points down. Uh, what is it? 90 seconds left in the game. And Paul George has to have, you know, I think you sent that, 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 that tweet. But anyway, like it was yeah, like an assist. A 7-0 run. run. All, All on Paul him. George. Yeah. Um, but the biggest issue of the night of the, the uh, with the Clippers was Kawhi. Kawhi's not even going on this Texas road trip, and so now we we are we've been talking about it for a couple of days, and quite frankly, we're going to continue to talk about it because it's probably the biggest story in Los Angeles basketball. Because again, we begin the season with this team being a championship contending team. You know, if Kawhi's right, if Paul George, you know, picks up where he left off, if John Wall can even come back to, you know, a fraction of what he was, which is one of the best players in the league. I mean, if the Clippers can be what we think that they can be, they are championship favorites. They are a below 500 team right now. And if Kawhi is not right, again, when you're not going on the road. When when the doctors effectively tell you just stay home, that's a problem. So w- where do we stand here? I mean, you know, if the Clippers don't have Kawhi, if if um, you know if he's going to be out for a week, and again he he continues to be a twenty minutes off the bench guy, I mean that's not the Kawhi that they need. I mean they're at best a playing team. Yeah. Right. I mean yeah. that's the difference. The reason why I said I thought they would win the championship if Kawhi and Paul George were right is assuming they were right. I mean Kawhi didn't look like the same player when he did play. He's probably still hurt, obviously. Now there's evidence that he's going to be missing time. Yeah. Paul George doesn't even look like himself in most games. Last night he did, thankfully. Amazing. He needed to. I mean, they would have lost to the one in six rocket, one in seven rockets if he, Paul George didn't go off. I mean, how embarrassing that the rest of the guys are shooting like 20% from three. Like Norman Powell is shooting 21% from three. He's supposed to be a knockdown three-point shooter. Robert Covington can't be relied upon to be the marksman on the team at 30% from three. They're not giving Kennard and uh, Batum enough minutes. Those yeah. are two guys that could really help the offense. Congratulations, their defense is good. The Lakers' defense is good, and they can't shoot, right? I mean, last yeah. game was obviously different. Hopefully that that um, becomes a trend. Yeah. But the clip, I mean, I don't know what Ty Lue's doing half the time on offense. I don't think he can coach offense, to be perfectly honest with you. What happened between this season and a year ago, though, when, again, no one thought that they were going to be a, a, a championship team mm-hmm. without Kawhi, but there was this, this feeling that Ty Lue was kind of like the dark horse candidate for coach of the year because of what he got from those guys. I mean, what's changed? Yeah. I Well, 
they didn't have any offensive players besides George last year anyway. So, So, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, look at what he's doing with all these guys, these scrappy players. They're able to, like Terrence Mann and guys off the bench that are coming in. Amir Coffey last year playing defense. They play defense. They're going to be one of the best defenses in the league. We already know that because they've got, like, what, 10 wings? That's not the issue. They have trouble creating shots. Reggie Jackson's been abysmal. John Wall's been good at getting to the basket, but he can't shoot to save his life right now he's like 25 percent from three everyone on this roster besides canard in in uh batum are below like 25 percent from three yeah i mean it's ridiculous yeah so i mean i mean the clippers have to figure out what kind of a team that they have here again as long as this Kawhi question mark looms over this team that they're not a contender I, I don't know what you can do the only reason people thought that they had a chance to contend and win a championship this year is because again Kawhi had been out for one and a half years. I mean, again, July, you, you really go back to July of 2021 yeah. when he had surgery. He goes down May of 2021. It just seems so long ago. And for him not to be right, it, it's not time. I mean, he had all the time in the world. And so I, I don't know this exactly. This is serious. What, I mean, it's, he it's was big. known for, look, Kawhi's kind of, I'm not saying, like, he knows his body. I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, he's, he's not doing the correct thing by sitting out all these games. But even in San Antonio, he would sit out like with the, with the knee injury, like they thought he would had, it was like a one week injury and he was out six months. Remember some yeah. crazy like that. I mean, the guy literally won't step on the court unless he's a hundred percent right now. I mean, he's not going to play for weeks probably. Don't you think Jihei? Yeah, I mean, uh, or at least ninety percent, I shall say, because he didn't. He didn't look half of Raptors Kawhi. I mean, the reason why we thought this team was going to be a title contender is because we thought Raptors Kawhi would be back. And if they have Raptors Kawhi and they have Paul George and these players, they would be in the mix. Look at Kawhi when he goes down. I mean, if you look at the numbers Kawhi put up against the Mavericks in the first round. And even, I think he played in the first two games. I forgot what game he went down. Kawhi was having a historic postseason yeah, 32 with the points Clippers. Per game. And I, yeah. I still say if he was healthy, if the Clippers were healthy, they, they win go that on. Title. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Clippers, Kawhi, you know, Toronto, Kawhi, San Antonio, Kawhi, when they yeah. won the championship. That's what you're, you're, you're thinking, that they were very cautious with him. He was out the entire last season. They didn't push him. Um, and now he comes back, and again, he's only played in two games. And in those two games, 20 minutes off the bench, he, we, I mean, we've not seen Kawhi. So at what point, A, are we even going to see him back on the court? And B, if we do, what kind of Kawhi will that be? Yeah, I, I don't know if we're, we're even going to. Here's the thing, too. Age, father time is is unforgiving, right? Yeah. So he's it's getting not like older. An age th- I, I get I what know, you're saying. It's not getting, like an age, it's, his knees messed up. He is and getting older, that, but, but he's he not. Old, yeah, he's, he's like never, thirty. Yeah, he's he? never. But he's never going to be the Kawhi of the the Raptors. Like he's never going to be the. Why the not? Kawhi he's thirty one, right? No, I mean, so? we're just again. We, we I just want the Kawhi prior to him being hurt. Now again, we're not we're not even getting a Kawhi who can play a whole game. Yeah. We're, not, we're right I mean, now when not I getting saw a him, who can play. When I saw him against Phoenix, I went to that game. Yeah. He just didn't look like himself. He yeah. looked like a role player in that game. And he game. has not played since that game. I know. I mean, in, in the Lakers game, he wasn't good until like, the last two minutes. And he hit that clutch shot and everyone's like, oh, Kawhi's back. He had 14 points. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, Kawhi wasn't That's back. You know what Kawhi. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, that. But I, I still feel like, you know, th- this is never, I don't think that he's ever going to be. 
everybody here has been hurt. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. We've all been on the. You guys the, have played on, at yeah. a pretty high level. So, but, but you like you, you know when you get hurt, you're never gonna be the same coming back. Like I, it's so rare it, yeah. to have somebody come back and be better than they were before the injury. So I don't before think that a serious injury. Yeah, like yes. an ACL. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, something that sidelines you for a whole entire year. I think that's a great year. point that we didn't appreciate what he went through. And again, you brought this up, like even when he was with the Spurs, right? Like yeah. He goes down and he's out for six months or he's out for a while. And so we really took for granted, A, like he looked good physically. B, he's back on the court. He's been cleared. I, he's playing in the preseason. Yeah. But like, if he can't be Kawhi, like, if this is what we're going to get, if we're going to get a guy who plays half the season, if we're going to get a guy who's playing 20 minutes off the bench, they're not winning. That, they're not this winning, is not a and, it's, and it's an embarrassment because yeah. Shai Gilders Alexander is now a superstar, right? Like, close to it. And I get you have to make that you trade, to, right, I'm because sorry. Kawhi at the time. I agree. I agree. I would do that trade over. But let's be again, real. Just they, to, that's the Paul George trade. And again, yeah, they, they and then to get Kawhi Paul wouldn't have signed Kawhi. with exactly. Imagine if Kawhi had just signed with with you know with the Shai Gilgis Alexander well, yeah. or the Lakers it was really between those two teams and Kawhi effectively told Doc and Steve Ballmer that if you want me I need help go get this guy and they yeah. traded the farm I mean they traded every Everything. draft pick that and they Shai is that yeah. dude I mean, it's like look it's a similar situation to now Brandon Ingram Kyle Kuzma all these guys but at least the Lakers won a championship out of it right the yeah. Clippers didn't I know. so we might look back in a couple of years and be like That's should the they have difference. made it but at that time it was the right Move, That's a good you debate, know? and I agree. They have to make that move because anytime you can get two of the top five, two of the top ten players in the league, yeah, I you think you, you have, you, to, you do have it, to do right? it. But to your point, people can knock the championship in Florida, but at the end of the day, the Lakers did win. They have a championship. They have the I mean, they, won. they got the banner. They got <laughs> the ring. Unknown caller. You know, so, yeah. Um, so let me, uh, <laughs> Bluetooth, folks. This is the uh, power <laughs> of uh, yeah. Listen, I mean, if if you cannot win, even. The conference championship again. The what? You know, the Clippers, the high watermark. What they did without Kawhi, which I still think is so impressive, and Paul George deserves so much credit. This franchise had never gone to the conference conference finals. I covered all those teams with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre. They did never win three one series lead in the second round yep. against Houston and. Paul George helped that happen. At the end of the day, there's no championship banner for getting to the conference finals. You got to at yeah. least win the conference, get to the finals, and you got to win the whole thing. And, and, and to your point, Brandon, like if this whole experiment comes to a to to, to an end, and um, how much time is left on Paul George and Kawhi's deals? I mean, like they two, maybe two years. years. I mean, if we come to the end of it and Kawhi's not himself. And Paul George is kind of what, what do he you is. do with the Clippers? What do you do? They, I mean, because they mortgage the future to put this yeah, team together. They don't have shy. I mean, the Thunder are in a much better position long term because they have they've been tanking, yeah. right? I know we've mentioned that the Lakers should kind of enter that phase somewhat soon. Um, but look, the Lakers mortgage their future. It worked out in the first year. Yeah, they got it. You know, we always say, oh, they could have waited to sign Anthony Davis in the off season. They won the championship before that off season, right? So it it's like on the way he's playing right. Now again, there's a there's there's they're one in five, but the two yeah. shining moments is Davis is playing like once again one of the yeah. top five players in the league. Yes. Really talking about yeah. that top five defensively as well. So I mean, if there's a light at the end of the tunnel for this team, and again yeah. they, they 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 don't look great, but they do have a superstar. I mean, the West still. is wide open the West is All wide open. of a sudden, you know, like the Warriors don't... Look, I mean, the Warriors will figure stuff out to get to become an elite team. So will the Nuggets. So, you know, the the teams up there. Yeah. But, like, 
if the Clippers don't figure it out. I mean, the Lakers have a clear path to do something if they can make a trade and move Westbrook. As much as I like Westbrook and the way he's played, I know we've talked about this. Buddy Heald on that team, you get a marksman like that. You get Miles Turner with the interior defense. And Davis, I mean, I know he's been banged up. I mean, he's been banged up all year. He's shooting miserably from the field. And still, he's averaging 24 points, 11 rebounds, you know, two and a half blocks, two and a half steals per game. I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. And quite frankly, he's an MVP candidate. And everyone's going to say no because the Lakers are one in five and oh, like they suck and, you know, they're embarrassed. Everyone wants to talk about how bad the Lakers are, right, every day. But it's like, man, if they don't have Anthony Davis, I mean, if Anthony Davis plays in that Minnesota game, they probably win that game, yeah. right? I mean, there's certain, like, he is so important and pivotal. We talk about how pivotal LeBron is to the team. LeBron's shooting terribly this year. Davis is the most important player on this team. He just is. But aren't you also concerned if, like, I mean, you got to treat him with kid gloves just like you have to treat Kawhi with kid gloves. Yeah, but we like, talked about this he... yesterday. Uh, or Gia wasn't here, right? No. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, no. We were, saying, we were saying that, like, last year they did this where they started off poorly and it's screwed them they need to start off better and they didn't weren't off to a good start so you can start sitting anthony davis once you're in that seven or eight seed they need to get there first because they can't go into late in the season like they did last year and try and make a run when there's no momentum so i understand that but i'm just saying that game one for the lakers he you know anthony davis like hits the ground and everybody like takes a pause and is like oh my gosh is he okay he hits the ground every game i understand that but every single game that he hits the ground there's a concern for injury yeah Every and like that's every single time he yeah. hits the floor. Like yeah. it shouldn't be that way. If that's yeah. your star player, if that's somebody that you're like, you know, you that's need true. But to what are you going to do? You know, like you got to kind of hope that he stays healthy, even though he hasn't proven to. And if he does, he raises your chances of a championship. You kind of have to at that position. What are they going to do? I mean, if I was GM, we were talking about this. I would trade Davis. I would trade LeBron. Get our picks back. Start a rebuild. Los well, Angeles would hate the, me. No one's going to be trading those picks, right? At this point, I mean, if you're the if you're the Pelicans, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you because I mean, you're, think, you're a good I know, team but right think now, about but, it. Yeah. But like if you. You get LeBron is probably winning this year and next year if you're in the Pelicans, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're getting I Davis, very, that well, raises your chances. You trade for, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously people would need to match the contracts of LeBron and Davis and stuff like that. But I'm not saying they would both be traded to the team. I'm just saying the Lakers should have that call, and they're not going to. They're a very prideful organization, and rightfully so. Possibly, you know, not even possibly the best organization in the history of basketball, in my personal opinion. A lot of people would say the Celtics, but I think it's the Lakers. Celtics have like what one championship in the last like 50 years? Yeah. Like, let's be real. The Lakers are just pure dominance. I know they're an embarrassment right now, but they and every 10 years have one championship in that decade you know at yeah. least and it's one of those things like i get why they're prideful but it might be t- i know they don't rebuild in la but it might be time arash you know if they can't get yeah. miles turner and buddy healed it the might be time with, you know genie and rob and the lakers i mean they they feel the need to have those stars those you know two of the LA. top five two of the top well, make some money too so, yeah. yeah so you know they, they are not going to go with the full rebuild of trading their you know superstars for draft picks um and they've done that before by the way that yeah. well not with rob but like you know i think like right after was it right after no not right after Wait, Kobe, but like before Shrek trade or or uh, kind of be retired and they could never for the life of them get a big star to come join them so that they were really left with when kobe retired no superstar that's why yeah. i hate on lebron he saved the lakers he did yeah there's no denying it he won you a champion lebron is a lakers great Yes. 100%. He won a championship, and I think at the end of the day, if they want to knock it, and, and, and the further we get away from it and the way that the team is playing now post 
championship is like, oh, that was in Disneyland and Mickey Mouse. Listen, they would have won. They anywhere. were the best team in the league going into the break. Yeah. Is he getting a um, a statue? Not a statue. He's going to get his jersey. He needs retired. another title to get a statue. Like if they win this year, which is obviously <laughs> you yeah. know far fetched, but if they somehow win this year or next year, LeBron will get a statue. But I look, Arash, I, yeah. I I don't love the idea of like them waiting on Kyrie Irving for next year because. Dude, Kyrie Irving is so unreliable, and he can't even win the Nets games with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Why do we want him? And I don't Instead know if of that's like, the okay, plan, but I mean, yeah. Look at the roster we had when yeah. we won a championship. Tons of great role players. No, not even, but like guys we paid money, like Kuzma, KCP, guys that were just winners. Like, look at the teams that win championships. Milwaukee, yeah, they paid Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, but Bobby Portis is the guy they're paying. They're not paying... It's so hard to win a championship when you're paying three guys 40-plus million dollars each. You need two guys, 30-plus to 40 mil, and then tons of great role players. That's the recipe for a championship. I don't want the Lakers to go get Kyrie Irving next summer. I don't. You know, like, make this Buddy Heald Miles Turner trade, re-sign Miles Turner. I'm sure you could do that for much less than Kyrie Irving. And then you're a title contender in the next two years. And the reason that I think that they are going to seriously consider that over the next few days, and we'll see how long this whole kind of talk of this trade lasts, is the West is wide open. Again, going into this season, I didn't know what the point was of trading two future first-round picks when it's the Warriors, it's the Clippers, it's the Nuggets. It's like, you know, those teams aren't the world beaters. They are good I mean, the Clippers are not a good team, but there's no prohibitive favorite. And I thought that there would be in the West. And yeah. I thought, like, even if they made this trade, what does it do for them? Maybe they're the six seeds, seven, I mean, eight this seed. West looks identical to the year they lost to the Suns because Davis got hurt. Exactly. It looks West identical. Wide open. Wide and, open. Yeah. Phoenix is probably the best regular season team, you know, but we know Phoenix will choke. Like, yeah. we just know. It's like death taxes and Phoenix choking. They're going to choke. They press Paul on their team. I hate to say it. It's just going to happen. But it's like... I mean, the fact that the Suns are kind of even in this position when you look at the way that, that, that they yeah. closed out the season a year ago, like the, the ultimate choke, the ultimate just... Well, good for them. Yeah. They're a regular season team. Yeah. Let's see what happens when they play Luca again. He'll own them. Yeah. You know, a like, little bit like the Suns and the Jazz, right? Where they get yeah, the Jazz are not seasons. going anywhere. The Jazz will get swept if they make the playoffs in the first. It doesn't matter if they're the one or the 18. They will get swept. They don't have the players to beat a really good team. Before we go to the break, is there a scenario where Russell Westbrook embraces this role, becomes like a six-man-of-the-year candidate? They start playing well defensively. They GA start and I are about to laugh. <laughs> Absolutely not, Arash. Okay. I hate to tell you. like yeah. He had one good game. We he looked like he's having fun. I'm so skeptical. I'm skeptical. I don't think it's going to happen. They kind of need to move on, and I, I think you know if he's playing well, wait a little bit. Yeah. And Indiana should definitely consider the way Halliburton and Matherin are playing, giving only only taking one pick and giving up Miles yeah. Turner, Buddy Hield. I mean, but the good thing is it 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 improves it it improves his trade value. At the very yeah. least, you see what he could be. He's having fun again. Wait, and also, also, but people don't understand. We're acting like the Lakers don't have a pick this upcoming draft. They do. It's a pick swap. Pick so they'll swap. get Pella, Pelican's pick. It will be like 25th or 26th. That's the problem. But they'll yeah. get it. They have a first round pick. Yeah. You know? But I think everybody's just looking at that first round pick as like it's so late in the game. Yeah, in but the they, first round. Lakers but, do but damage yeah. with those picks. Let's Absolutely. be real. That's one of the 
like the great things about the organization, the scouting is really unmatched. They find ways to find diamonds in the rough always. Yeah. And to answer your question, yeah, I agree with Brandon. Absolutely not. There is no six man. There is There's no, no okay. you know, no, absolutely not. Russell is still going to be Russell. Yeah. It's just, it, it a lot of a game is, where man. he goes one for 16 and the fans will boom right. again. Like right. it's just going to happen. I hate to say it. I hope I would look, the guy's a great guy. I hope he does really well, but look, it's not going to happen. I mean, coming here was just the worst decision it for really both was. ends, right? For like, for his family and for the Laker family. I just, you know, didn't make, it just didn't make sense to me. And I know we're, Right up at the break, but it'll never make sense to me why the need to make a trade again prior to LeBron going down that year. They against I think Utah had the best record in the league by a game, but the 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 Lakers were number two. And even in that Sun series, if if Davis doesn't go down, the Lakers beat the Suns. The Lakers go to the finals. It would be it would have been a fantastic series against Milwaukee. But you know. They made the trade, and we're stuck in this position. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we will be joined by our good friend, the sports god, Dave Smith, when we come back on the Mighty or 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1, and today M760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now and join our good friend, the sports god, Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? I'm good, Rosh. What's up? Uh, Dave got word today. Steve Dash, I guess they, they're now calling it mutually agreed upon. But listen, uh, the original reports is he got fired. I, listen, if I'm Steve Nash, I probably wouldn't have wanted to stay regardless. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, again, beginning the season, you got KD, Kevin Durant, you got Kyrie. Uh, Dave, your thoughts on Steve Nash no longer being the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets? I kind of feel bad for Steve, you know, one of the great point guards in NBA history. I thought he'd be a good coach, you know, the way, how, as smart as he was as a player, and uh, he was kind of a kind of a floor general when he played. I thought he'd be a really good coach, and I don't know if we can really go by this situation here. KD didn't want to be there. He tried to get traded all offseason, so I don't know if his heart is really in Brooklyn right now. Obviously, he doesn't want to be there. Kyrie is a complete nutcase, as good a player as he is, and this Ben Simmons thing is blown up in their face. He's playing so poorly right now for, for the Brooklyn Nets. So this was a really, really difficult situation Steve Nash was thrown into. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know how they correct it. Again, there's, there's been these uh, reports, uh, you know, Kyrie coming to Los Angeles in the offseason. Uh, you know, Dave, if you're Sean Marks, if you're the GM of the Nets, I mean, what do you do? You have two superstar players, but it clearly has not worked out yet. 
Well, that's a good question. You think if Steve Nash would be the ultimate players coach, and that didn't work. So I don't know. Where do you go? Do you bring? I, I don't think a disciplinarian would work. Uh, bringing him in as thin skinned and as sensitive as as KD is. Uh, uh, th- that's a good question. Uh, I would imagine it's going to have to be somebody KD respects, maybe a former teammate of his. Uh, 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 I don't know. I-, I would go maybe for a former teammate, maybe of Kevin Durant, somebody he respects. Yeah, uh, Dave. We had a big game on Sunday at SoFi. Your Forty ers Look at what yep. Christian McCaffrey did. Uh, incredible. Once again, the Rams cannot find a way to beat the Forty ers during the regular season. Uh, your thought. Th- your th- Thoughts on that game and the way San Francisco looks right now? Yeah, I tweeted out yesterday, Russ. I don't know if you saw it. I tweeted out whose house, our house, for the 49er <laughs> symbol on yeah. my Twitter page. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I love this 49ers team. I think right now, you know, I'm not a Kyle Shanahan fan, which I think is a drawback there, but I, I don't care that they're 4-4. Four and four. I don't care that the Eagles are, what, 7-0, 8-0. No, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC right now with the addition of McCaffrey and what they did to the Rams on Sunday without Debo playing. Uh, you know, all Jimmy Garoppolo needs to do is deliver the ball in the right situations and not try and force and not try and win games by himself. I think right now the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, especially the way Christian McCaffrey played on Sunday. Yeah. And Dave, let me ask you about, um, you know, the Ravens trading for Roquan Smith, the Eagles making some moves, being 7-0, and then the Vikings now trading for TJ Hawkinson. You still think that yep. the Christian McCaffrey trade – uh, trumps them all because I'm with you, Dave. The this Niners team should be six and one, not four and four. A lot of those losses are on Kyle Shanahan and his play yep. calling in the second half. But like this, there's no denying this roster. If we're just looking roster, I feel like is five times better than the NFC Championship roster last year. No. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. The only drawback is the head coach, in my opinion. That that's going to be a difficult obstacle to overcome. But when you look at the rest of those teams, Minnesota. That's about as shaky a six and one team. I think they could just as easily have a losing record right now. But the ball has bounced a lot in their favor this season, and they've won, won a lot of really, really close games. I don't think they're that good. And I don't know if you guys will agree with me this, about this or not. I know he's an MVP candidate this season. I know he's been tremendous. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts as the guy who can get you to the Super Bowl. He's been a backup most of his career. He lost his job at Alabama. You know, God bless him. He's worked hard, and he's having a really good year this year. I'm not sold on him as an elite uh, Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And if you look at that Eagles schedule, good win against the Cowboys, good win against the Vikings. But it's been six kind of doormats outside of that. And they got Houston coming up on Thursday. They played a really, really weak schedule so far. I'm not sold on that team yet, and particularly on Jalen Hurts. Dave, your thoughts on what's going on with Kawhi right now? I think at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were, were, were curious, like, are they beginning load management? It's not load management at this point, Dave. I mean, he's just played two games, 20 minutes off the bench in those two games. He's not even going on this road trip to Texas with the Clippers. There's no timetable right now for him to come back. Dave, he's been out since, you know, June of 2021. Your thoughts on what's going on with Kawhi? Well, that's concerning, isn't it? Uh, coming on, misses an entire season with the ACL surgery. Now uh, the knee's swelling up and he's missing games and he can't go on a road trip. Uh, that is a red flag for the Los Angeles Clippers who were 
you know, championship, uh, favored to win a championship a couple of years ago and still supposedly a championship contender. So, yeah, that that is a gigantic red flag at 31 years old that the knee's swelling up and it doesn't seem to have responded well from the ACL surgery. And I know you and I talked about this at the time. Give it away. They're, they're mortgaging their entire future, all those number one picks to Oklahoma City to get Paul George because Kawhi informed them he wouldn't come to the Clippers without a George trade. So really they didn't have any choice. They had to make that deal. But if you've been watching Shea Gilson's Alexander this year, Ross, I know you and I both loved him. And we yeah. both thought that there's a, there's a reason why Jerry West fought like a cornered animal to keep SGA out of that Paul George deal. He knew what he had. And Oklahoma City, to their credit, insisted he's part of the deal or there's no deal. He was a 30 points a game this year. He's a dominant elite NBA player now. This kid is great. Exactly. I mean, that was the one guy in that trade that when I saw it, I said, yes, you're getting Paul George, and yes, because you got Paul George, you got Kawhi. But Shea Gilgis Alexander, yep. you knew would be a star. Uh, and Dave, here's the thing. Like, if the Clippers make that trade, they play in the finals, that they win the first championship in franchise history, it's worth it. Like, as it is, Dave, I mean, the way this will probably play out, the high watermark of that tandem is Paul George, you know, finding a way to will this team to the conference championship they didn't win the conference they didn't play yep. in the finals they have no nothing to show for it um right. and, and again the problem dave is that he's been sidelined for a year and a half and for his need to to be in a position where he can't even play right now again I think with with where technology, you know, like how guys heal, we took for granted he was going to come back. This may be one of those situations where he doesn't come back. And then if he does come back, he plays 20 minutes off the bench and he's a good player, but not Kawhi. The reason that the Clippers were a championship favorite or championship contender this year was because people thought Kawhi would pick up where he left off. We have to come to this, you know, perhaps, and it's not for sure. A realization that Kawhi could be done in terms of him being one of yep. the top 10 players. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully this doesn't turn off Riddick, too, which, which yeah. is the case a lot with a guy over 30. And uh, remember, Andrew Bynum had those knee surgeries and then they, he developed yeah. arthritis and he was out of the NBA. So, yeah. And it's going to, now, they. They had to make that trade because they don't get Kawhi, who was arguably the best player in the league at the time, uh, if they don't make the Paul George trade. But if they don't win a championship, Ross, you're right. That that trade's going to be a wash for them and uh, and a bad, and a good one for Oklahoma City. You look at that Lakers trade to AD to the Pelicans. Now, at least the Lakers won a championship. Granted, it was a bubble championship, but they wouldn't have won it without AD that year, who was great. But in the long run... The Republicans are going to make out like bandits in this deal. They got Brandon Ingram, who's one of the best players in the league now. They they got a pick swap with the Lakers. They've yeah. got the Lakers number one pick this summer coming up with the Lakers being one and five. But at least the Lakers won a championship out of their deal. Yeah, yeah, Dave. Um, I wanted to switch gears to boxing. Jake Paul unanimously beat Anderson Silva on Saturday. Um, is it time to start maybe putting a little respect on Jake Paul's name? Well, I'm in the vast minority. I know Ross and I have talked about this. I'm a Jake Paul fan. I like him. Uh, is he ever going to be a boxing world champion? No. But um, 
he's knocking over these MMA guys and these UFC guys. He, he's going to have to eventually fight a legitimate boxer, a young guy who's a ranked boxer, to prove what he can do. But, you know, in, in his defense, why should he? He's making $10 million <laughs> to fight, knock, knock, knocking over these tomato cans. Why, why should he take a risk like that and get off the gravy train? But I'll tell you why I like Jake Paul. Not, not the boxing ability or anything, and not, not all the, uh, the, all, all the internet stuff. He has done more for women's boxing than anybody in the yeah. history of the sport. He's paying women fighters 10 times what they normally make. He's paying undercard fighters double and triple what they normally make on his shows. Out of his own pocket, he's taking care of the women, and he's taking care of the undercard fighters. And also, he's uh, he's trying to get the UFC to give all their fighters health insurance and yep. uh, and better pay, because Dana you know, notoriously underpays his fighters and doesn't give them health insurance. So he wanted to donate his purse here against Anderson Silva to help uh, with health insurance and higher purchase for MMA guys. So I'm a Jake Paul fan. I, I think uh, he does a lot for the sport. Hey, Dave, you guys are going to love this. Uh, Woj just tweeted this. Uh, you know, Vaughn is the new acting head coach, but the Nets expect to inquire with suspended Celtics coach Ime Adoka, and Boston oh, wow. will let Adoka leave for another job. Wow. He was an assistant coach for Brooklyn, but it just seems like you have Kyrie Irving, you have Kevin Durant, and then Ime Adoka. I mean, this is just a media catastrophe, you know? if you have wow. those three guys on one team and one organization Here, here's my thing though if you have him just coaching and you have take out the drama with with Ime. like he's actually a really good coach yeah, he's a fantastic he's a coach fantastic just coach. like Kyrie you, Irving yep. and Kevin Durant yeah, are fantastic I, players but I agree with you man this is this, yeah. this ain't looking of course so the Nets would the Nets literally make the most questionable moves all the time I don't know why it's just like Sean Marks was so re- to be perfectly like frank, I think they should have traded Kyrie Irving for a pick. Like that would have helped yeah, but the who's organization. Gonna want him? Who's going to want the him? The Lakers no, no. wanted him. No one's going to want him right now. No, nobody's going to want him right well, now. Well, no one's going to want him right now. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, now the price went down. You know, like, Pusha T said, you know, yesterday's price is not today's price, right? I mean, like, it's like Kyrie Irving's value is so low. The Nets are an embarrassment. They're probably worse than the Lakers right now. And the Lakers wow. are well, one at and least five. As far as drama is concerned, you, at least you know. the Lakers play defense. I know they can't hit the broadside of a barn, right? But like they can't shoot. But I mean, they can play defense. They have the second best defensive rating. That's going to keep you in basketball games. The Nets don't have anything this year. Not only are they thirtieth in offensive rating, last or a defensive rating rather, they're fifteenth in offensive rating. They can't do anything on either side of the ball. Yet you have two stars. So Dave, I mean, email Adoka. Would he fix this? Uh, well, as you said, he's a very good coach. There's no doubt about that. And just, what did he do in Boston? I know a lot. I traveled with the Lakers briefly, and a lot yeah. you've traveled with NBA teams. This stuff goes on all the time. That the affairs, the married guys, and the women in the office, and all that stuff. And you know that they take care of it internally. We we don't find out yeah. about most of it. This must be really, really bad. What Ime Hadouka did. But and let me throw a name out there to you guys. Uh, I think um, the history of great success with point guards. I think he'd be wonderful working with Ben Simmons, uh, uh, opening up the floor, getting the most, of course, out of KD and Kyrie Irving. What about Mike D'Antoni with the net, with, with the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, I think uh, with his experience, he has one of the great records of any coaches in NBA history, at least in the regular season. And I think if anybody's going to get the most out of Ben Simmons, nobody has a better track record of working with point guards than Mike D'Antoni does. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing about Mike is that I think that that would be a great signing for one player, and but but I don't know how the other players would accept them. Again, Theodoka signing is really because of KD and Kyrie. I mean, who who do they yep. respect? Who do they like? And regardless of the media hoopla and the media attention, if he's the guy who can get those guys on the same page, if he can yep. get them playing defense, playing together. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I thought he was done in the league or at least done for a year or more. He may be back this season. It's nuts. I mean, it's still... Well, as long as, as, long as he didn't do anything illegal or break the sure. law or something awful that we don't know about yet, I think that's where the Nets should go. He's a really good coach. Yeah, yeah no, I, I 100% agree with you, Dave, on that. I just think that... Do, do you want the drama? <laughs> At this point, they got the drama. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, and as bad as it is, like Lean with Kyrie and, and, and what he's doing out there, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like when you have so much drama, it's like we can't have any more, and if we do have any more, it doesn't matter. It's not like everything's going perfectly. But again, I mean, it is incredible that you have those two guys on the same team, and they are... Again, Brandon, the worst team defensively. It's not just they're a b- bad defensive team. I, at least pick something that you do well. At least that's why Adoka would help that. But then they're looking at Quinn Snyder, and that that would obviously help with their with both. Oh, yeah, I mean, not that, that he'd yeah. be a great hire for them. Yeah, great hire. I think Snyder would be better. I mean, you don't have you don't have the drama. You don't have the you know. Yeah, you don't have a lot like, of people were saying a lot of stuff. Lakers people were saying they wish Snyder was the Lakers coach, and yeah. effectively, oh, kind of he kind of is. How about Trader Danny in Utah? I mean, they traded their entire team away, all their best players. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody thought they were tanking, and they're 6-2 and two right now, and they got <laughs> like 100 draft picks coming up over the next four or five years. But Ainge has done an unbelievable job there with the rebuild, at least so far. Hey, Dave, let me, let me ask you this. Jared Vanderbilt, we love defenders. This kid is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, huh? Yep. That's why the Timberwolves lost that trade. I said it when it happened. Why do you need another center? You already have Cat. Why are you getting Gobert? Great defensively. We know what happens to Gobert in the postseason. You can't do anything. You trade your two best perimeter defenders, Patrick Beverly, who's now in the Lakers, and Jared Vanderbilt. And it's like Vanderbilt, everywhere he goes, the team starts winning. He does all the little things right. Isn't that guy amazing? Absolutely. He's the type of guy that Danny Ainge knows you can win with. You know, another guy like that is Herb Jones in, in New Orleans, who reminds yep. me of uh, he reminds me of Michael Cooper at his age. He, to me, he's like a clone around the same size, great defender, pretty good three-point shooter. He, he reminds me of Cooper, 21, 22 years old. But I'm with the on Vanderbilt, and I, I'm, <clears throat> Ainge, I think, has pulled off a coup here. He, he's, he's, he's lopped off huge amounts of money off the salary cap. He's got number one picks, uh, you know, up the yin-yang for the next five or six years, and they're a good team. Amazing what he's done. Uh, Dave, big, when I say big, USC is still playing for something at this point. Here's the problem with the Pac-12, Dave, is that you cannot, in this conference, have one bad quarter and one loss by one point. Like, your season is done. So, I think they run the table. I do think, thankfully for them, perhaps they do have one quality opponent left in UCLA. They're both in the top ten right now. But as it stands, Dave, I think their ceiling is perhaps number five or six. I mean, there's nothing that they can do about their one-point loss, and and that's that. I mean, I mean, when you look at all that's wrong with the Pac-12, and, and by the way, the, the number of games USC has had this season on that stupid Pac-12 channel, Pac-12 network, <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. But Dave, I mean, you have to go undefeated in that conference to have a chance. Yep. 
Absolutely, because the conference has been uh, traditionally weak over the last 10 years or so. And uh, I know Oregon and USC, uh, if either one of them went out with one loss, there's an outside chance. They're going to need a lot of help to get into the playoff. But I agree with you, Ross. I think they're done with one loss. But here's a question I have for you. Uh, With USC and USC leaving and the Pac-12 in kind of chaos right now, and nobody knowing who they're going to be adding, whether they'll even be a conference or not, uh, I don't know. If Oregon and Washington and Stanford and Cal don't get absorbed into the Big Ten, I hate to say this as a duck, why would Dan Lanning stay at Oregon yeah. without USC and UCLA? Would he take that Auburn job if it's offered to him? Oh, for sure. I mean, again, if without USC and without UCLA, that's not a major conference. I mean, if you're talking about the Pac-12, I mean, and again, you know, you, you could kind of bring in Hawaii and San Diego State and all that good. I mean, that, that's not a major conference. That's not a conference that if you win it, you're going to be in the college football playoff. And so, I mean, I, I don't know what they can do. And I feel bad because those are big, big, big programs. I But uh, but you need UCLA, you need USC, you need Los Angeles. And, and so, yeah, yep. tough spot for them. Well, Hawaii, Hawaii would be a great addition to Ross. That's yeah. a good idea. If, the, if they're in a major conference and if they can keep all their local high school players home, they'd be a top 25 team every year. There's loads of talent on that island if they could play in a major conference. Let me throw this by you, Ross. I think if Cal Stanford, Oregon, and Washington join the Big Ten and now USC and UCLA go with them, what happens to Oregon State in Washington State. Maybe they wind up in the Mountain West. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, listen... yeah, if I were the tough. Big Ten, I would take. If I were the Big Ten, I'd take Oregon State and Washington State too, and I'd make the Big Ten West the original Pac-8 conference. Yeah. How much fun would that be? And they all play each other every year. That would be fun, but the the tough thing for those schools, and I've always thought this, you know, when you're Corvallis, when you're Pullman, I mean, you're, you're not a part of that that conversation, unfortunately. And so, if they get looped in, good good for them. But Dave, I mean, they're going to be in a tough spot when you look at how much you make being in the Pac-12 as opposed to. You know, yeah. Big West, Mountain West, conferences like that. They're in a tough spot right now. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah would wind up in the Big 12 if the other Pac-10 teams leave. And then, yeah, that leaves Oregon State and Washington State in the Mountain West. And, and that's a shame because uh, that would do irreparable financial and competitive uh, uh, disadvantage to Oregon State and Washington State. And Ross, you see them play. Oregon State is really good this year. They should have beaten USC. That, that's a program on the rise under Jonathan Smith. They're 6-2 and two right now. 100%. I think that's why you know those schools don't get the credit that they should deserve. It's always hard to play, you know, and again, perhaps it's because those games start at 7 p.m. Again, USC is playing 7.30 p.m. kickoff. I mean, it's not helping them being in the Pac-12 when you have these 7.30 p.m. (laughs) kickoffs, you know, again, 10.30 back east. Again, if the if the game's on the Pac-12 network, nobody's watching it. I mean, it's just, it, it, it becomes clearer and clearer by the week. And then we can talk about the officiating, why USC and UCLA yeah. chose to leave the Pac-12. Dave, that's all the time we have for today. You're the best. Let's do it again next week. And folks, let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.